0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to Ed Talk. I know it's been a while. Here's your host, Ethan DeHoyos. And uh, there's been a lot since we've had the last podcast, the Star Wars podcast, of course, which was, this, which was the trailer. And I've been making YouTube videos, so I've been a little busy lately. But I am back at it with podcast, And uh, today I have a guest that I had last time for the Star Wars podcast, which is Matt Arrat, one of my close friends. And as you guys know, E3 just happened and there's a lot of news for video games and new games and just a lot that was explained at E3 that maybe you missed or didn't or just don't understand which is why Matt is here and he's technically going to be explaining the whole E3 concept I didn't watch all of it I watched some of it but he watched most of it so enjoy it's going to be a gaming podcast and uh, here is your host Mr. Matt Arendt,
1: take it away. Thank you, Ethan, for that. But I do want to ask, uh, what E3 stuff did you watch? Because there were a couple conferences this year that were a little interesting. So I'm curious to hear
0: your take on it. Well, Star Wars for sure, which is EA, right? Or was it? Yeah. So, you know, of course I've been playing Battlefront and I've loved it. But I think it was just time for the Star Wars game to happen. Something that's different. Because Battlefront 2, it's great. The upgrades were good. And, you know, it, it was way better than Battle, Battlefront 1 that came out in 2015. But this one is just, it's more advanced. It's more technological. And you've never, you can use stuff that you've never done before with the Force. It's pretty awesome. Um, I didn't watch... I didn't watch Nintendo, but I know they came out with a lot of stuff, and Mario and Luigi, I know, did they do? I'm not sure if they talked about it, but I thought I saw something on Twitter that had to do with Mario and Luigi, I'm not sure.
1: In terms of Luigi's stuff, they announced more details on Luigi's Mansion 3, which is a highly, uh, look, uh, it's a highly looked for title, Uh, considering how long it's been since the last Mario uh, Luigi's Mansion game. Uh, Mario in general, there wasn't any Mario and Luigi RPG stuff that got announced. Uh, In fact, I think the only Mario game that was announced was Luigi's Mansion 3. There was a lot of Zelda stuff that was announced, and Animal Crossing things, and Smash things, but uh, Mario game in and of itself was mostly just a little nod to Super Mario Maker 2, which is coming out like couple of weeks from the time of this podcast
0: I think out of all you know the conferences that happened since you watched them all which one was more, most intriguing and most that you know caught you by surprise or you know which company you know didn't you expect to to release that or you know just upgrade and or just do that you know
1: well let's actually talk about the company that was least expected and i'd say that's that sony we did not get a sony conference this year which i'm going to be honest is very very surprising a little not considering that we know that sony's working on playstation 5 whatever it's going to be called but we do know they're working on it there have been videos on twitter uh some people have leaked onto the internet where they showed off experimental prototypes of this hardware working on spider-man ps4 And the load time is insane. It's instant because of the solid-state drive and the extra gigs of RAM that they're adding into this thing. So I guess they didn't want to spill their beans on PlayStation 5 at this conference, and they wanted to save it for another conference. And considering the amount of games that they had at this point, well, last year they showed off four games. Days Gone, The ghosts Ghosts of Tsushima... Uh, last of us part two and Oh, what was the Spider-Man? no no, it's not spider-man spider-man already came out at that point oh, okay. so considering that days gone already came out i would very much imagine sony had nothing to show even if they had third-party uh people to come and bring their own games to show off i don't think they would have said it. they would have done it which is why square enix kind of took over their slot and showed off a lot Of RPGs. A lot of good RPGs, but a lot of RPGs nonetheless. That's also why I think Microsoft in general this year had a lot more to show from general Japanese publishers like Sega. I did not expect anything from Sega at that conference, and to hear that a previously exclusive Japanese MMORPG was coming to the West is totally a thing that Sony would have announced at their own conference, except It was at microsoft's conference and it's going to be exclusive to xbox that's where i think sony kind of screwed the pooch on this one they could have had the opportunity to have those third parties be more involved in what's been going on with playstation 4 instead of focusing on key titles like ghost of tsushima and last of us part 2 which those are going to be very big but you need games to support a platform And I think Microsoft really killed it this year on that. Game Pass stuff was insane with Batman Arkham Knight showing up on the thing, along with Hollow Knight and Metro Exodus and Borderlands the Handsome Collection. And not to mention all the other games that they have uh, planned release dates for, which I am a little excited that they had a couple release dates planned and announced. Um, In terms of stuff about the new Xbox, though, Project Scarlet... That video was very interesting, that's for sure, and it's not just because of that one guy's beard. (laughs) Uh, Solid State Drive, uh, 8K support, all all that stuff that Sony was talking about with their PlayStation, Microsoft just completely did the exact same thing with it. I don't know if they were talking with each other about what they were going to do with their new consoles, but it seems to me that they both understood what was going to be the future of gaming, because... Both of them went over almost the exact same talking points, and I'm very interested to see what these new consoles are going to look like, what their controllers are going to look like, and what their games are going to look like.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you uh, you uh, mention that because it's like, man, I probably got my my Xbox again in 2015, and then what 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Wow, it's it's gonna be. Yeah, it's going to be interesting what they're going to bring to it because I I never got the I never upgraded my Xbox One ever since, you know, they had uh the upgrades for it. And then um PlayStation. Yeah, you know, I and you're right. I I'm guessing that PlayStation they they're they're, they're going to play a, a huge role next year, but and they probably have been talking with Microsoft because it's not like you know, they're not like competition like how we see it, like people complain about Xbox and PlayStation. Of course they talk and, and that makes sense how Playstation probably let Microsoft because they had so much to reveal at E three that it just you know it let it take its course. And uh but one thing that I did mention that oh no that I wanted to mention was what was your take on the Avengers game that came out because I know a lot of people I know it blew up on Twitter and it was critical because because of the graphics i mean the the characters are great there's great storylines and and that's one conference that i did watch a little bit and they're saying that they are going to upgrade it it's not just going to be you know the just like the characters that they show that because towards one of the uh one of the previews they showed hank hank pym uh, when he was younger so it's interesting what they're going to do with that series if they keep it a series or if they just upgrade it you know because i don't know what they're going to do with it but you know what's your what's your take on that what do you think what's going to happen
1: well i will say the avengers project when they first announced it many many years ago was very intriguing even though it was only a teaser trailer barely showed anything only showed very key objects like captain America's shield thor's hammer iron man's power armor suit uh whatever hulk had um It was very intriguing to hear that Marvel and Square Enix were teaming up to create an Avengers game, which had not truly been focusing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The most that we had gotten at that point was Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which was very big back in its day. But it was going to be interesting to see what Marvel's money and ideas, plus Square Enix with their... Uh, breadth of, like, Eidos and Montreal and stuff like that trying to come together to create a triple-A Avengers game, that had a lot of precedent to it. But I honestly think the hype got a little too much for it. When the trailer actually came out to show what these characters were going to look like and what the gameplay was going to look like, I would imagine a lot of people suddenly became very disinterested when they realized this is not going to be... This huge monumental thing that's going to change gaming forever is going to be. The character designs looked fine. They looked good for what the game was. The gameplay itself was fine. It looked good for what it was. Uh, I think people hyped themselves up a little too much. I think people forgot that the studio that's making this is Crystal Dynamics and IDOS Montreal. The guys who made Dos and Tomb Raider. Without realizing that, I think people got their hopes up a little too much about what this Avengers game was going to be. And I'm just going to hope that it's going to be a good game that comes out in the end, a good single-player uh, full experience. Maybe it'll come with some multiplayer elements, who knows. Um, I did hear some news stories that Eidos Montreal officially said they're not going to change the character designs. Uh, that's done already, which I imagine it is, because you already made the cutscenes for it. Which, if you made the cutscenes for it, you can't really change that in post. Um, not to mention that there's not going to be any multiplayer elements in the the campaign. You will not be able to play co-op with another person in the campaign. Which, it's understandable if you remember that these are the Dos X guys and the Tomb Raider guys. Those games never had any multiplayer elements in them. Maybe it would have been interesting to see them try a multiplayer element with this, but... Honestly, I'm just hoping for a good single-player game that does truth and justice to the Avengers as a concept and what they've become to the world at large.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree on that. It's, you know, it makes sense. So, you know, uh, the company, it's, you know, people expect it more. But, I mean, it's it's still great and still, I feel like it's still going to do good. People will just adjust to it, just like everything. You just have to adjust to it. And, um... One thing that Microsoft did that which I wanted to get your take on, too, was what do you think about the new uh, Forza Legos? Because me personally, I mean, (laughs) I mean, me, Forza's always been one of those things that that my brother in law got me hooked to because he was into he was into it. And it it was one of those things Well, motorsport, at least, was one of those games that it was just for a true car enthusiast. You build your car, you race it, you know, it, it was it was competitive. And fun at the same time. But Horizon, it's it's more fun, it's more creative. I understand that. I I, I don't have it. I have played it though, and it is fun. But I, I, I do understand how uh I, I, I guess Microsoft did this. I don't know who asked for it, but it's happening. So whoever's a big Lego fan out there, you're welcome. You know. Thanks. Thank Microsoft. But yeah, what do you think, Matt? What do you think on that?
1: Thank you, Microsoft, for making a Lego Racers three when Lego never wanted to. Uh, joking about that But uh, to be serious with this Forza Horizon 3 had uh, Not only an island expansion But a Hot Wheels expansion And that was very unprecedented at the time Because before that The only kind of real expansion that had happened With the licensed things was Horizon 2 With Fast and Furious And I think that Fast and Furious expansion Set the precedent that Horizon Was not going to be like The regular motorsport series The motorsport games were very much focused on racing and tuning cars to be excellent at their driving ability around these very very sharp corners in these very well-known tracks whereas the horizon series is very much more focused on having fun with these cars taking them out on the open road or off-roading them doing whatever kind of crazy modifications you want not just making them better for racing but also for drifting for uh drag racing all these different kinds of things. You get to make the car that you want driving around in the special locales that they have, whether it's Southern Italy or Britain or Australia. You get to drive in these fancy locales with these exotic cars that can do just about anything. And you can have fun with that. You can have fun. You can take pictures. You can listen to crazy rock music or EDM music. I imagine that the dev team, playground games really wanted to hammer in this focus on being fun in forza horizon rather than the motorsports series so in order to do that i guess they thought adding hot wheel cars was going to be a good idea and then they did and it was a very enjoyable expansion it did a lot of crazy things that had not happened in forza horizon or just Forza in general, you're going around on these Hot Wheels tracks doing crazy super loops and all these things, jumping over hammerhead sharks that are trying to bite you off. Like, it's amazing, and it's very nostalgic, and I think the success of that expansion proved that LEGO, that Forza wanted to go beyond that. They wanted to do that, but on a larger scale, and they thought, well, if we can do Hot Wheels, we can do any kind of nostalgic kind of toy that really inspired people to love cars, and in that sense, the other way they could go is Legos. Legos are highly nostalgic to people. Anybody uh, could have picked up a Lego brick and popped it in place for, on a Lego set, and had so much fun with it. There would have been so much imagination with it, and almost every single one of those people have tried building a car
0: yeah.
1: in Legos. Getting the tires, putting them together, and then building the chassis around it with a windshield and everything. So, it totally makes sense for them to do a LEGO expansion. It was surprising, but I totally believe this was a good idea. Um, I am a little disappointed that they only included three cars, but even so, all these ideas of the LEGO expansion really gave me the idea that they should have created a LEGO Racers 3 out of this. I want to see Rocket Racer. I want to see all those people. I want to see those locales again. Uh, But even if I don't get that, I'm still glad they decided to do this expansion because it really brings that idea that Horizon is supposed to be a fun series, even if these uh, people who are fans of Forza don't believe that something like a LEGO expansion is a good idea for them. Horizon is meant to be fun, and Lego is meant to be fun, so why not pair the two together and create an awesome racing experience?
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Talking about nostalgic, man. When I, when I was driving today around LA, I, I keep on forgetting uh, San Andreas. Uh, no, not San Andreas, but just GTA, GTA in general. It's around based in LA. And I was driving, it, it was just, it was crazy. I was like, holy shit, I'm in GTA. And, uh, no, but one of the main uh, games that is interesting because you told me they didn't bring it up was Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You're right. And why do you think that was? Or why do you think Activision, right? Or Call of Duty, why do you think they didn't, they weren't there at E3? You know, one of the biggest games. The big...
1: Problem is that Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the new Modern Warfare, not Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare or Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. No, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, 2019. That game did not show up at Microsoft's conference, and it didn't show up at Nintendo's conference, and Activision themselves didn't have a conference at all. So that game never showed up in any of the E3 press releases. Uh, I would imagine Activision had a booth at E3 to show off the game to people who wanted to go see it. But in terms of getting notoriety in these special press conferences with the big lights and the big videos, they weren't there. And I was very surprised. Uh, It's a Call of Duty title. These things are always very popular with people. Everybody's going to buy them day one and make sure to play them for like a couple months until the next big game comes out. But the player base generally tries to stay. So for this new game that's going to be called modern warfare you know one of the best-selling call of duty games Mm -hmm. of all time and it's not getting the notoriety it needs at e3 that's a big shot in the foot from activision themselves to themselves why are you not trying to make this game more uh why are you not trying to advertise this game as much when it's called modern warfare you're trying to make this the next big call of duty i don't get it i really don't i'm hoping that they're going to push the marketing as activision usually does close to launch but it's starting to make me believe that activision does not want to push this focus on this call of duty because of ideas of where they should take the franchise there was some uh, articles that came out a while ago talking about how insiders at activision wanted to change call of duty they wanted to see what new things they could do with it could they take call of duty free to play could they sell each mode separately for their own specific price maybe blackout would become a free-to-play mode and the regular multiplayer would become its own thing that you would pay separately for could they do something like that could they split the player base they tried coming up with all these different ideas of where they could take the franchise, and to me it seems like this new Modern Warfare is just trying to take those ideas of Modern Warfare not because they were good ideas, but because those were the ideas that people recognized. That was what people grew up on in terms of Call of Duty, and Activision just wants to bring it back because they need some kind of interim title to figure out what they're going to do with the series. They have three developers at this point, and every year there's going to come out a new Call of Duty from these three developers on a three-year cycle. At some point, Activision has to realize that having three dev teams is going to be either good enough, and they're just going to work them to death until they can find a new dev team to work on Call of Duty titles, or they need to switch it up, which I think they did, considering Call of Duty 2020 is not going to be worked on by... Sledgehammer and Raven by themselves and Treyarch is taking over that duty and going to turn into Black Ops 5. 5? Yeah. yeah, we're on 5 now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's interesting to see what Activision's going to do with the future of Call of Duty, but right now it seems that they're stuck in a rut and they don't know what to do with it. I hope they get out of that rut and I hope the player base for the Call of Duty franchise continues. Mm-hmm. But right now... They really need to push modern warfare.
0: Well, it does make sense because if you think about it, Black Ops is popping. You know, it's it's been popping since it came out, and, and it's that's that's the Call of Duty game you play right now. So it would make sense if that's that's what they take and you know keep this nostalgic and try to keep this modern warfare. And I I don't know what Activision is gonna do. We'll, well, hopefully we'll see or they'll release something to us. You know, pub- publicly. So that's that's gonna be an interesting move by them. But yeah, before um, before I go, yeah, because I don't have anything else to say besides I just wanted to get more info or, or more what you think on the new Star Wars game because I know you've played the old Battlefronts. Or I don't know if you played the new Battlefronts, but I think it's interesting how they're making a lot of Star Wars games and Star Wars stories out of like the movies. Like I like how they put Saw Gerrera from um. Oh, gosh, what was the Star Wars movie content? From Rogue One. I like how they're making Star Wars stories like that. And it makes sense because Star Wars does have a lot of stories. And uh, I think one game, though, that I do wish for them to update is The the Old Republic. And I think everyone would love that remastered. So that's one thing that Star Wars should focus on. But I do like how they they put the story. Because I thought, and I don't know if it's going to be in the game, but I thought The Last Jedi, of course, huh. Metaphorically, I don't know. That's funny. I thought the last Jedi was Luke Skywalker, but then they they have this kid come in. So it's, it's kind of interesting how the story plays along. And I wonder if you're gonna see Luke. And it's it's just it's just it's it's crazy how how it's because it's at that time period, you know. So it's gonna be. I feel like that's gonna be an interesting game, and I can't wait to pre-order it. That's one thing.
1: Yeah, Fallen in order at. EA's conference seemed to be the one big game that everybody was interested. That EA was talking about Battlefield Five was a thing, FIFA was a thing, but everybody seemed very focused on Star Wars Jedi, Fallen Order. I don't know why they needed to add the Fallen Order thing. If you call it Star Wars Jedi, I'm pretty sure it would sell billions. But whatever, um, it's a very interesting game. I would like to see more of it. I want to see this game succeed. I really, really want to see this game succeed. Very rarely does EA put their trust nowadays in making a single-player story game. Most times that they make a games nowadays, they're always focused on games as a service. Battlefield has been games as a service. FIFA has been games as a service. All their sports games, all their shooter games have been games as a service. Even Titanfall, to a certain extent, has been games as a service. Even if they have had some of the greatest single-player FPS uh, campaigns in the past couple of years. I want to see Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order succeed because it is a single-player game that's focused on being a single-player game. We haven't had anything like that besides the greatest hits like God of War. I want to see EA succeed with this game because if they don't, it's going to set a precedent that they should not make these kind of games for a very long time. And we're going to be stuck with Games as a Service for a very long time. I want to see this game succeed. I just really hope it does. Uh, The gameplay I've seen, it looks good. I hope it's good in the final game. There have been times where EA will show off cinematic trailers, and it will look amazing in those trailers, and then the game comes out, and you'll start to notice other things that those trailers didn't talk about that might hamper the experience a bit. It's happened with Need for Speed so many times, I can't even count at this point. But I really hope this Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order lives up to the potential that it has and becomes one of the best EA games that comes out in that year. And for EA to realize that single-player games can sell in 2019-2020 and that they can continue to make these games for the future. Because... They seem to have been closing down a couple studios lately after recent failures. And for them to consolidate all their games, all their companies under games as a service seems to be a very big disservice considering how much more variety there is to the gaming industry at large. There are so many more kinds of games that you can possibly make nowadays that it doesn't just have to be a multiplayer service with every game that you, co- that you put out. I want Jedi Fallen Order to succeed, and I really hope it does.
0: Yeah, I know I was going to say that was the last one, but I think the one game that, because I'm going to pre-order this one, and then the one game that, which which was really cool how they did it, because they really sold everybody on it, even though, like, because if they didn't have him in it, yeah, probably would have failed. I don't think so, though, because it looks great. But Keanu Reeves was crashing E3. Yes, I don't know how I was going to forget this, but... You know, Cypherpunk, They did it. They really. Did. They know how to sell an audience, and they did it. You know, because when you watch that trailer, you're like, "Oh, this is this game looks cool," but then when you have Keanu Reeves in it, I mean, of course, Keanu Reeves makes everything ten times cooler. So everyone's like, "Yep, I am buying this, no matter what. Take my money, meme. Take my money." And it's funny when you're talking about how trailers. Another thing, yeah, is when you're talking about how trailers, um, um, how they they get people. Like, they make it look good. It's just like burger commercials, like Carl's Jr. You know, you go, you go for the burger, and it's just the worst. But yeah, what is your, your thought? And this is my final one on Cyberpunk.
1: Cyberpunk this year was very interesting. Last year, they were the big teaser, uh, the big trailer at the end of Microsoft's conference, and that was a huge get. Um, this year... uh. Keanu Reeves. Big surprise. I, I I didn't expect Keanu Reeves to show up in this game at all. And then there he was, staring at you, talking to you. And, You're
0: breathtaking.
1: Oh, yes. You are breathtaking as well, Ethan.
0: So is my whole, my whole audience.
1: Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. I would say... Keanu Reeves is definitely a big get, and I'm excited to see him in this game and what he's going to be as a character. I am only hoping that he doesn't overshadow the game. Keanu Reeves is a great actor in John Wick, where he's the main character. And he's a great actor in Bill & Ted, where he is co-main character. But Cyberpunk is built very much as an open-world RPG in the vein of Skyrim, in the vein of Witcher, Those games are very much focused on their protagonist, which I'm guessing in Cyberpunk's case is going to be whatever your character is going to be through character customization. I really sincerely hope that Keanu Reeves becomes a co-protagonist and not the focus of the game. Keanu Reeves is a great actor. I do not doubt that because I have seen John Wick 1 and 2, and I'm about to see 3, and he's an amazing actor in those, and he does a very great job. I am only hoping that Keanu Reeves does a sincerely good acting job in this game and lends his chops to create a better world. I'm just hoping that in terms of what you make of the world, it's going to be up to you and your choices. Cyberpunk, in and of itself, is an open-world RPG, and those RPGs have choices that you make with your character creation, with your story progression, with your skill levels, with your skill sets, skill trees. I want you, the person playing the game, to be the focus of the game. Keanu Reeves is great to be in there, and I'd love to see him, and I'd love to see his plotline his progression, what he is as a character, but I don't want him to be the main character. I want you the player to be the main character, but I sincerely want this game very badly. It is an insane game. These people at CD Projekt Red are insane for even thinking to create a cyberpunk game in 2019, 2020 that's going to be as expansive as this is. The trailer itself looked absolutely amazing with these gorgeous locales of cyberpunk cities. They look just like wallpapers. They sincerely look just like wallpapers, except they're moving, and you can actually run in them, and you can actually talk to people, and you can buy drinks from vending machines, and you can shoot bad guys or implant yourself with like cybernetic parts. It's an absolutely amazing experience, and I'm really hoping the game is going to be really good when it comes out. I have high hopes for it.
0: And, uh, alright, and that's about, uh, that's about it for today's podcast. Today was a gaming podcast, and my host, what well, my second host was Matt Arratt. He was the one mostly talking, and me, I am Ethan DeHoyos, and uh, I hope you, breathtaking people, enjoy this podcast, and I hope you've learned some things, and uh, thank you. See you on the next one. Thanks for watching.